Hello everyone, Adam here from 3 Camp Radio and today I have none other than the asset, Stephen Cross. How are you doing, my friend? I'm good, mate. Glad to be on. Thanks for having me. How are you? It's always a pleasure to have you on, and it, I am very well myself. Thank you very much. Good, good. What have we been up to today? How have you been? I haven't done a great deal today. I've... Well, I've done nothing. I've been to the gym <laughs> and now here we are. That, that's as far as my day's gone, to be honest. Tell you what, don't always have to be busy. No, makes a change. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair play, fair play. I've missed the gym. That's one thing I have missed recently. Because <laughs> I, I, um, the gym I'm, I'm at, because I've been off work for a while now, the gym I'm at is like, on the walk to and from the the bus station. So I'll get the bus to to Wigan Centre, then go to work, and it's like here. So it's right, really yeah. convenient. Yeah, yeah. So you could just, like, after finished work, just go in there, there, there. But I've uh, not, been at, not been at work, so it's kind of been a bit awkward now. But Yeah, I'm I can like, imagine. You'll get back there, mate. Yeah. Looking forward to getting back in it. Maybe I might have arms like that. And maybe. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a Vicky Halfpenny you've been working with. I haven't actually, no. No. Um oh, okay. no, I, I've just done everything myself, to be honest. I oh. uh, I actually, believe it or not, I actually competed in natural bodybuilding about 12 years ago. Wow. Um, Okay. So I know a little bit about, I could probably always do with the help of someone like Ricky, to be honest, because he looks like all his clients are smashing it um, and himself. Uh, but yeah, I know a little bit myself, so I get by, mm. I do all right. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're looking great. Uh, Cheers, mate. That's no problem. Sorry, I, I was positive, absolutely positive. You were one of the uh, people in his pictures, like one of his clients. Apparently not. Oh, no, no. I've never actually had a personal trainer in my life. It's something I've always been tempted by, but I've never actually uh, took the dive and done it, but maybe one day. I've I've had two, but it's more for... Um, it was more for, for them to show me the ropes, show me form, so I'm not doing things wrong. More for, yeah. like, you know, to take... to train that, that way. Um... And the second one is a natural bodybuilder herself. Uh, so she knows a thing or two herself too. Oh, yeah, I can imagine. It takes a lot of dedication to get on that stage. Um, it was something I enjoyed, but I only ever wanted to be a wrestler. So it was just, just something I did because the people I was surrounded by at the gym I was in at the time were all doing it, so they encouraged me. And it was great, but, yeah, it's not for me. <laughs> Fair enough, yeah. I can imagine it's a... Brutal lifestyle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, um, I heard, I looked back at, did a bit of research myself, and it's been cited that Bret Hart, one of the all-time greats of our Shadow of a Doubt, is your inspiration, your, your all-time favourite. Was there a certain moment or match that, uh, turned your eyes and thought, this is the guy? Definitely, yeah. Um, 
I mean, you've just said that he's one of the all-time greats. It mm-hmm. almost seems to me that it's only nowadays people seem to be picking up on that. Um, you see, obviously, the likes of FTR or formerly The Revival uh, saying that they think he's the greatest of all time and wanting him to uh, manage them. And I think he did on an independent show recently, didn't he? Um, so it almost seems like it's after the fact people seem to be picking up on how good he was. Uh, for me, going back further, I was stating the obvious because of the kind of age I am. I was a massive Hulk Hogan fan, a huge Hulkamaniac. I was obsessed. Um, and then obviously once he left wrestling before he came back to WCW, um, I think Bret Hart was the next like face of the company, so to speak, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, so the first one I can remember when he was champion, merely because I had it on VHS, was his match against um, Scott Hall or then Razor Ramon at the Royal Rumble 93. Um, but to be honest, I haven't seen that match in years, so I couldn't tell you what it's like as a match. Well, going back further than that, the first match I remember was I had the video of SummerSlam 1991. Um, I, I bought it originally for the, the, the match made in hell, as it was, which was Hulk Hogan and Ultimate Warrior against Sergeant Slaughter. Colonel yeah. Mustafa and General Adnan, yeah. So I bought the video for that, or got it bought for me by my mum. But then the match that stood out to me was Bret Hart versus Mr. Perfect uh, for the IC title. That match holds up to this day. It's one of my favourite matches. I can, I watch it quite often. Uh, it's been a few months now, so I'll probably have to watch it after we go off the air again <laughs> and get my fix. <laughs> Uh, but it's such a good match. And if you bear in mind that Mr. Perfect had a severe back injury at the time, it just makes it even better. Uh, the two are the very best. So it, it was that match uh, from then on that I absolutely loved Bret Hart. And then as I got older and started wanting to actually do this myself, um, I there, there was a few, but he's the main one whose matches I would watch and study. Um, and then there's stating the obvious, there's the Steve Austin match at WrestleMania 13, which... I think it's my favorite. I think that's my favorite match of all time. I would argue with people it's the best match of all time, especially from a storytelling point of view. Um, obviously, it's all about opinions, isn't it? But I'd say that they're the matches that really got me onto Bret Hart, really. I mean, two, two wrestlers there, two opponents, Mr. Perfect and Steve Austin. Just, yeah. What do you say? Exactly, I mean, yeah. Technically, it, I, Bret Hart and Mr. Perfect, who, if Mr. Perfect was around for longer, I feel that people would be saying the same thing about him. I think if Owen Hart was around for longer, I think people would be saying the same thing about him as well. There was some technical wrestling. Bret Hart and Mr. Perfect, just not really much you could say. It's all shown. It's all on the network. Solve uh, Bret Hart. You, you can't. Of course, it is down to opinion, and it's down to generation as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But Bret Hart is truly just—he was a marvel, an absolute marvel to watch in the ring. Absolutely, um, like you've said there as well. The, the two opponents, uh, Steve Austin, was a lot more technical back then before his injury, as everyone knows. Um, yeah. So those two as opponents were just brilliant together. And then Mr. Perfect was so good. Like you say, maybe if he hadn't had the injuries or it stuck around longer or hadn't had his personal issues or whatever, we may be talking about him in as high a regard as Bret Hart. And as for Owen Hart, if you look at his matches with Bret, 
like in 1994, yeah. like the cage match and the WrestleMania 10 match. They're unbelievable. So, yeah, unfortunately, it's all what ifs with a couple of those. But I've got, um, unfortunately, it is. And yeah, Brett, like for, for me personally, um, the two favorites, the, the one that got me into it was Ray because I was a little kid. Yeah, yeah. Of course. Well, as I always say, the, the wrestlers that kept me a fan were AJ Styles and Edge. Oh, so, yeah. I'm a massive, massive, massive fan for like character work and things like that. And Edge, just for character work, it's just it's stunning. I, yeah, I, um, I had a couple of friends from school that were fans with me in the Attitude Era. And then as I, as we left school and got older, they, they fell out of it. I've obviously always carried on watching it. And one of them was shocked when he saw that Edge was like a main eventer and like a 10-time champion or whatever he was. And he was like, Edge, he's just a tag team wrestler. And I was just like, mate, watch him. <laughs> Go back, watch the things he's doing now. It's like, and you, you'll be, you'll be in awe. I said, he's that good. And as for AJ Styles, um, I didn't really watch TNA. It's something I now actually go back and watch, you know, like the triple threat with Samoa Joe and Christopher Daniels, matches like that. But I started oh. following AJ Styles closely in New Japan and then obviously went to WWE. So I'm a huge AJ Styles fan now. I think he's so good. He's one of the very best of this generation, if not the best, in my opinion. Um, yeah. He can do it all. So good. I was uh, quite quite a TNA, TNA fan back in the day. Um, when it was on TV, I'd, I'd sit and watch TNA and do a when I was a, a wee kid. And yeah, T AJ Styles was just someone who just, you know, when someone just you just gravitate and it's like that that person straight away. Yeah, that person. Yeah. the things he did, but much like Brett. And the complete or polar opposites in terms of wrestler, but much like Brett as well. Doesn't matter who they were against. They'd gravitate, they did the style wouldn't change, but they'd still get an amazing match out of that person, no matter who. Yeah, definitely. Um, you've only got to look there. They can wrestle anyone of any size. Like if you look at Brett's old matches, like they always say that um Diesel or Kevin Nash and uh, Psycho Sid, basically their best two matches were with Brett and Shawn Michaels. Um, and then with AJ Styles, it's like like they used to say about Ric Flair, you could put him in with a broom and he'd make the broom look good. That, that, yeah. That's what these guys are like. That's what they do. Put them in there with anyone and they'll make them look a million dollars, as they say. Yeah. I mean, you always hear that story about Brett with um, British Bulldog and the British yeah, Bulldog with yeah. the title and Brett, like the Bulldog forgot pretty much everything and Brett just carried him through to a beautiful masterpiece oh it's so good such it a good match just shows right there it just shows how how damn good Brett truly yeah. truly was um, absolutely he's like my mum would, um, you know, hear him talk because he wasn't necessarily the best promo because he'd do his talking in the ring. I'd always tell her, just sit and watch. Yeah. 
He might not be an amazing promo on, on par with like a Ric Flair or something like that, but just watch, like, see, oh, it's it's a masterpiece. Yeah, um, he when when he had his heel run in nineteen ninety seven, I thought he started coming into his own a lot with his promo work. He became an underrated promo, but yeah, I'd agree with that on the whole, though definitely. I don't think when he was having like his, especially his early early. Um, like championship run in like 93, 94. I don't think he necessarily had to be a great promo. Yeah. Because he told such stories in the ring and with the opponents he was against and everything. But yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah, I agree. And I completely agree with that. And you mentioned the Halo run. I'm inclined to agree he was an underrated promo during that Halo run because the character work of him just simply being from Canada. Yeah, yeah. When you lean into it and make it creative, as opposed to I'm from a different country, when you make some, when you lean into it and make it creative, that's when you you've got something. He always, no matter what, it was always creative. With Brett, yeah. always. We're going from the past to the future. You recently worked a match with Jack Bowen. Um, I did, yeah. At Monday Night Mutiny. And I thought it was fantastic. I absolutely, um, I loved Jack Barron's face work. I was quite miffed at, at Jenny B coming out and getting in his head. Wasn't happy with that. <laughs> um, what's it, how does it feel for you? What's it like for you, like working with academy wrestlers, like wrestlers basically for the future? Right, well, um, I love that match myself. It's probably one of my, um, probably one of my favourite uh, matches I've ever had. Um, Jack Barron is actually, even though he hasn't been seen by the LWF, he's far more experienced than me. Um, but I, I've never trained with him. I've seen him at training, but I've never trained with him. So I didn't have a clue how he wrestled or what to expect or anything. Um, so then when we planned the match, it, it just... It just felt all so easy. It felt so easy to plan, easy to go out and execute. Um, and it was just great. It was just a lot of fun. Um, yeah. It'd been a while since I'd had a singles match as well. So I enjoyed that fact as well. As we know, I've been in a lot of tags at the uh, LWF yeah. recently. Um, so, yeah, it, it was great to have a singles match. But Jack Barron's really good. And like you say, yeah. like, I don't, I never like, great character so to speak in the ring or people try and make you laugh it just doesn't work um he got really close because just i was surprised by his face work as well because i've never known him to do it and then when he started like acting the way he was when we were going to lock up i was just thinking he's almost making me laugh here but he, <laughs> he's really good like a, i'd love to wrestle him again definitely like on a bigger show but doing that monday night mutiny taping for the lwf was so much fun i'd definitely like to do one again yeah it was the first mutiny show i um, I'd managed to get to because there's always something happening. I think my mum was always working or something. Something was happening. And that's the first one I managed to get to and it was a load of fun. Yeah. Really, really good fun. I remember my mum going um saying something like, um, you can do it, Jack, when he had you in the hall and he just looked around, thanks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's great. Absolutely great. I love little things like that. Yeah. Like, well, 
he said that he normally wrestles like more of a lucha style, but then we didn't really do a great deal of that. There was some high flying stuff, but mm. that just showed me how good he was that he could just mix up his style just like that and yeah. be just as good. But yeah, it was so much fun. I really, really enjoyed that match. Really did. Yeah, yeah. I've seen. I have. It's my first time properly seeing him. I saw a glimpse of him at Odyssey with Jenny because I know they've done a lot of work. Uh, together in their time um, but I've not properly seen him in a match in Tim Mutiny and yeah he's fantastic and I'm definitely looking forward to seeing a bit more of, of him and I think you two worked well together yeah thanks it, it felt that way it was uh, completely different styles but a lot of times that, that works really well sometimes it I mean sometimes it can be awkward if you've got conflicting styles of people sometimes it just meshes really well and I felt like in this case it was definitely the latter I felt like we meshed well but yeah it's uh, I've not actually had a chance to watch the match back but I think I will because like I say it was a hell of a lot of fun and one of the favourite matches I've had yeah oh that's a great compliment to Jack as well massive yeah but yeah it's um, it's a lot of fun I, I, I do enjoy I'd love to get to more mutiny shows because it's academy shows, isn't it? So I always love seeing the yeah. like, uh, the progress, the journey, and yeah, definitely. As you mentioned, actually, that I'd love to wrestle some of the like people making a debut or people that have only had a couple of matches or whatever. Yeah. That'd be a great thing if we could do that on the mutiny shows, like you say, uh, they're academy shows. So see what. Um, because there will be talented people at the LWF Academies producing that we haven't seen yeah. yet, and even ones that we have only seen briefly. So, yeah, it'd be a pleasure to wrestle any of them. Yeah, and beat the absolute shit out of them. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to wrestling, lads. <laughs> now, do um, it's a, well, there's a reason it's called Cross. <laughs> yeah, doesn't take much to get me cross. <laughs> <laughs> And you um you watched the Future Shock Invitational Rumble uh for the love of wrestling and for the love of God, I wish I was able to go, but financial uh, I at that moment financially for us just wasn't able to happen. Um but it looked like an amazing day. Like how how was that entire day for you? It was, oh, it was so good, I can't put into words. Um, it was a bit of a shock to be asked to be in in, in the Invitational Rumble. Um, I was going to go down to the exhibition anyway. I thought, oh, I'll go and support everyone and watch it. But then I got asked to be in it. Uh, Jack Barron was actually in that match, but he was oh. in it a lot earlier and eliminated before. I, I think oh. I entered like number 15. Um, so we didn't get to tie up then. But it was brilliant. Um, as I say, I can't put into words how good it was. The whole experience... Um, like we were last on the rumble was the main event. So obviously you're backstage for the whole show and it was just so random that all of a sudden we're getting changed and Earl Hebner's behind us getting changed <laughs> to go out and referee a match. And you're thinking is, is this real life? And then <laughs> when, cause I was in the last five of the rumble, I was waiting to make my entrance. And then we're in this like tiny room waiting to go out the last five of us. And all of a sudden, like the daylight from the door behind us is just blocked and you turn around and Braun Strowman, as he was formerly known, is just stood behind us. And it's like, my God, is he big? Um, 
Yeah, so the, so that was random. But the first thing he did was it was funny. He uh, we walked when we were walking to where you make your entrance. We actually walked past his dressing room. He had this big dressing room to himself, or like a room that converted into a dressing room for him. And the first thing he did after introducing himself to us all, he was like, "Bloody hell, it's cold out here." I just said to him, I was like, it's all right for you. I said, you've had your own room. We've been stood in a car park, <laughs> uh, which he laughed. But he, he seemed like a really nice bloke. But it was just so surreal, experiences like that. And then we were just chatting before we went backstage earlier in the day. And then Sting and Kurt Angle walked past you. And it was it was just such a good experience, though. Um, and it was a really good crowd for it as well. They seemed so up for it. Uh, they really got involved. Um, earlier in the show, there was a point where MJF... Uh, Road Dog and Billy Gunn were ringside. Uh, they'd gone by the time we were we came out for the main event, unfortunately. But yeah, it was. Uh, I, I can't stress enough how how good a day it was, how great an experience it was. It's actually the whole events on the Future Shock on demand now. I think you can actually watch it all. So I've seen, yeah, I've seen that. I might have to check that out. Definitely, yeah, it's definitely worth out. it. Yeah. Severe case of FOMO, but yeah, <laughs> <Check it laughs> yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> uh, that's one of them, isn't it? That's it. I'll make, make all the shows it. precisely. Yeah, mm. he looked stunning, he looked absolutely incredible. But one of the ones I was mostly good at making out was me missing out on was Mickey James. There's tongue twister, though, isn't even <laughs> tongue twister. <laughs> yeah, Mickey James is like, I. Her work is just in- incredible, absolutely yeah. incredible. So I, that was one of the ones that I was gutted about. Yeah, she's so good, isn't she? Yeah, I was really glad when when she came back and had a, that what was going to be a one-off NXT match a few years ago, and then they had rehired her because of how good she was in the match. I, w- I was really pleased. There, uh, obviously, it didn't really work out. She wasn't fully utilized to her maximum, in my opinion. But uh, she's still doing great things in Impact. Um, but yeah, we I only the only interaction we had with Mickey James was again, uh, we were queuing up to get a drink before the show and she just walked past and it was like, oh, there's Mickey James. <laughs> it was it was like that all day. It was random. It's like NPCs, but the NPCs are some of the best wrestlers in the world. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's spot on <laughs> analogy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Is, I can't even begin to imagine how that would even I just be I don't even know I don't know what I'd do <laughs> yeah it is hard to know how to act to be honest obviously especially when you're backstage of him you don't want to be all like fanboy so to speak but it's like at the same time you want to tell them that you've been big fans of him or you just or do you play it cool and just introduce yourself or whatever but yeah I mean everything I've heard about the people we didn't see 90% of the guys and girls there apparently were like great company to be around as well and like genuinely nice. So that's always good to hear as well. Of course, yeah. I was, um, I saw like stories and videos and everything. Megan, um, green hair Megan, um, she oh, yeah, was yeah. like sat with that ball burn. Ball, ball burn. Oh, Dallas. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, me. Like those, like Road Dog, Road Dallas, and that. And she was just sat talking to her. I'm, just, I'm sat watching the video, like, what? what? You just literally yeah, sat. Yeah. It's like she sat talking to me or you, like, or anyone, just, you know, someone she knows. I would say, yeah. like, 
bow and road dog. You, you know who they are, right? <laughs> exactly. So yeah, yeah. My God, it, it looked yeah. absolutely stunning. It really was. Like I say, it was such a great day, start to finish. Obviously, topped off by like the the match I was in at the end. But yeah, it was it was great. It's great to be around everyone. Um, yeah, it was just a great experience all around. What was the match like? Yeah, a lot of fun actually. Um, I've never done a rumble match before or a battle oh, yeah. royal or anything, especially not on a show. I've done it in training, I think twice, uh, and that was like pre-COVID, so that was how long ago. Um, mm. But yeah, it was really good. Um, it's just, oh, how can I put it? So everywhere you turn, there's somebody, especially later in the match when the ring fills up, when I came out, it's like everywhere you turn, there's someone to hit or attack or whatever, or, <laughs> or you can turn around from beating someone up in the corner and you just get absolutely railroaded and dropped by a clothesline without knowing it or kicked <laughs> to the gut. Or in Tony Wright's case, before I knew it, I was kicked to the stomach. I've been famouser than I was on the floor. Um, but it was great to, because you get to be in there with so many different people, like Tony Wright, who I've trained with, he's a great lad. Um, oh, yeah. Got to do a bit with him, uh, RPD. I've never, like I know him, but I've never trained with him or been in the ring with him. So we got to mix it up with him. Uh, Brian Adenson, Big T. Uh, my coach, Sam Bailey, was the first person I encountered when I got in the ring. Um, Big Guns Joe, who eliminated me. Um, wow. which I'm not happy about but yeah um, it was great there's just so many people of like there was loads of debutantes for Future Shot there was loads of like established people in there it, it was just wonderful really was uh, so many names sir. so many yeah. names but Tony Wright man I, I'm so glad he's made that transition to Eston that man's a hero <laughs> yeah he's great isn't he yeah. I remember being backstage and he made his LWF debut and the response he got and I was like I, bloody hell it's like <laughs> this is insane and it was like it was only in a six man tag so it wasn't like he was you know, in a singles or he was supposed to be the star of the match or whatever but it was just the reaction to him was unreal which he deserves fair play to him yeah I remember I did a podcast with him shortly before that that show so um he, he, we were talking off camera and everything, and he was just like you know talking about like the show coming up, and he was so excited. And I was just in the crowd, like as soon as the match was coming up, it's like I am, I don't care what side this on, whether he's heel or face, I don't care. I'm going hell for that, I'm cheering for that man. <laughs> he need, he deserves it, and getting his own chant before the before he even makes his entrance at catch. Yeah. It's mad, isn't it? But yeah, I love him. so he builds on it because he gets such a good natural reaction everywhere. So yeah, credit to him. It's great yeah. to see, to be honest. Oh, of course. Of course. It's great. It's organic, which is what you yeah. want. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Speaking of people we all love, why is it that Mr. B wants to kiss you all the time? Oh, God. <laughs> This interview was going so well, and I put me in a foul mood by mentioning him. <laughs> I don't know. Um, Yay! <laughs> oh, he does my head in. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Why does he? You tell me. Um, <laughs> if it's just because he finds me so attractive, then that's understandable, and I don't blame him. In which case, I can forgive him for that. That's fine. But <laughs> it just seems a bit... I don't think it's that. I think it's just some... 
I don't know. He's got some weird obsession with me. I think, like I met, I've mentioned before in an interview, that I'm convinced he's got some kind of weird shrine set up to me in his bedroom. Um, and he's just obsessed with wearing my clothes or filming himself on the toilet wearing my clothes. He's just a weirdo. He's just a freak. Uh, the only thing I do like about him is beating him up. It's one of the most fun things I've ever done in my life. Just beating the crap out of him. I can't get enough of it. It's like I'd, I would happily wrestle him every month just to kick the snot out of him. Um, yeah, but I don't know. You'd have to ask him why he's obsessed with me. I really don't know. But it's, I don't know if he does it on purpose to try and throw me off my game or if he's just a complete and utter freak. I think it's a bit of both. But yeah, um, I'm sick of the sight of him. As much as I love beating him up, yeah, it, he gets on my nerves. And then he kicked me up the arse as well. Yeah, he did, On Saturday, just gone. Not only he kissed me, he kicked me up the arse. No (laughs) wonder I nearly got disqualified and my own team had to pull me away from it and then wouldn't (laughs) tag me back in the match because they knew that I'd just kick the shit out of him and wouldn't stop. So, yeah, wasn't the most successful of days last Saturday for me, I'll be honest. I enjoyed it. (laughs) (laughs) That's the main thing, mate, yeah. (laughs) As long as everyone in the crowd enjoyed it. <laughs> that was a bang, absolute bang on show, top to bottom, to be honest. But um, yeah, Los Lancadores, especially Desposado, one of the man that I with Tequila in his hand. I know, I didn't even know he was there. And the next minute I was ringside and I turned around and he was just stood behind me in the lumberjack match. And I was like, I didn't even know you were here. You just <laughs> pop up from nowhere. <laughs> They're, they're another three, though. They get, especially Mr. B, they get a really organic, like, great reaction from the crowd. They do. And when they come out on the scooters and everything, and you're in the ring just waiting for them to get in, thinking, oh, just get in so I can beat you up. But then they're just like, which I don't blame them, they're just going around the ring on the scooters and the daft helmets just milking the reception, which, you know, fair enough, I can understand that. Yeah. I think you're just jealous you don't get that reception, to be honest. Do you know what? I'm happy with the reception I get off him. I wouldn't have it any other way. <laughs> Especially all the little kids in the crowd and all the parents and the other idiots. If they want to boo me, that's up to them. But yeah, it doesn't bother me in the slightest. In fact, if I walked out and they started cheering me, I don't think I'd know what to do. I think that would actually upset me. So they don't realise by booing me, they're actually helping me. Noted. I keep that in mind. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear Lord, I'm actually crying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love it. I'm sure he'll be watching this at some point, Mr. B, and he'll be probably be getting off on it in some kind of sick way, but <laughs> sat there in his mask doing whatever he does at home, probably wearing my hoodie and watching this podcast. <laughs> yeah, as long as it's a view, I take it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. All the views count, mate. And jump over to Spotify as well. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear me. I enjoy it anyway. It's fun. It's fun to watch. That's it. That's what it's all about at the end of the day, isn't it? (laughs) Oh, well, Stephen Cross, thank you. Um, (laughs) Thank you very much. I really do appreciate it. Do you have anything you'd like to... Uh, like to plug any upcoming shows or social media? Um, 
Yeah, I mean, my own social media, to steal the spotlight for a second, um, my Instagram is at SparkyS316. Uh, my Twitter's at TheAsset1169. Try to remember that there. It's a bit worrying. I can't even remember my own Twitter, um, but I don't really <laughs> use it that much. Uh, yeah, and then obviously the obvious ones, check out the LWF pages um, mm-hmm. for all the stuff for the upcoming shows. Um, we've got the... We've just had the Red Rose Rodeo the Saturday just gone. Um, we've got LWF Aces High a week on Saturday coming up, uh, headlined by um, Cameron Solis against Reynaldo for the LWF Championship. Yep. Um, I'll be on that show myself. That match will be announced in due course. Um, and then the other things, check out Future Shock Wrestling's got an anniversary show coming up in August. Uh, it's a double header. There's an afternoon show and an evening show. Uh, 18 year anniversary that that's bound to be phenomenal that's um headlined by or the evening shows headlined by uh the future shop title so damon lee against lachlan sharp wrestled lachlan sharp myself he's absolutely outstanding so yeah. let's see how he gets on against a veteran like damon <laughs> lee so yeah just check out all the future shock social medias all the lwf ones um i can't speak highly enough of my experience with the LWF and mm-hmm. Steve Bibby and Mikey Fitzgerald and all the other guys backstage as well. Uh, such a good atmosphere and so much fun. So it, I didn't realise there was a show coming up so soon after last Saturday. And when I found out it was only in two weeks' time, I was ecstatic. So I can't wait for that. So yeah, just check out all the LWF pages and keep up to date with everything we're doing. And obviously check out Three Count Radio as well. Oh, well, you can come back anytime. No, oh, that's great to hear. Thank you. I'm actually also on Sports Y Radio with Tom Bryce most most Friday nights, uh, normally discussing LWF. Um, and sometimes we get into things like UFC. And um, now and again, we talk about WWE, but I get the impression me and him don't really have a great deal of time to watch it at the moment. So mostly we discuss LWF. Yeah, it's uh, especially with the show's been so long at times, it's just... It's I just I don't work. have the time for three-hour shows. Exactly, yeah. Especially not one a week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... Um, but, yeah, yeah um, thanks for having me on, Adam. It's been an absolute pleasure. It really has. I'll come back anytime. Keep no, doing no uh, what you're doing. Thank doing you. what you're doing, mate. It's a really enjoyable shows. So you've had some big guys from Brit- British Wrestling on, guys and girls, so keep it up. Thank you so much. I couldn't appreciate that more. Thank you. No, it's all right, mate. Not a problem. And thank you at home. See you later.